Hey, good morning, saints. Come on, good morning, saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, how many of us woke up this morning? Just bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to come into church and to worship the holy name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. With God's people, that he may be able to pour out upon us and renew us, refresh us, hallelujah, as we come together in congregation to lift up his holy name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh man, it is a great day, I was traveling all week this week, but I had an opportunity to rub elbows with some great old classmates and friends, and of course we came together for a somber occasion because I had two funerals to attend, a friend of mine who had, was in my, um, was here last year for my wedding, that is a longtime friend, all the way back to third grade, we've been knowing each other for almost 50 years, and his father's passing, and then another friend who um, uh, passed away from an unfortunate situation. We never know the day or time, but each and every one of us have an appointment. Some have an appointment with death, and some have an appointment with eternal life. Today is the day of salvation. The Lord is in this place, and he's ready to turn things around for each and every one of us. If you do not know the Lord, the Bible way, hallelujah, and you have not been birthed, hallelujah, into the kingdom by repentance, a water burial in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins and coming up and being born again in a new life, in an everlasting life, with the evidence of speaking in tongues and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Today is your day. Do not day wait for the day of reckoning to come and the enemy, hallelujah, calls you for your accountability because the Lord is the Lord of grace and there's no sin that is so deep in the depths that he can pull us out. His arms are not short, but he can't reach us. He can deliver us from each and every one of our vices. He can take us out of the situation that we're in. But many of the times, and most of the times, he leaves us right where we're at and he ministers to us right there. But the Lord wants us to be overcomers. He wants us to be great achievers. He wants us to worship him wholly. So let us go ahead and put our
Could you just lift your hands and lift your voice one more time? God, we praise you. God, we exalt you. God, we lift you up. You are holy. You are amazing. You're great. Your greatness to be praised, God. Oh, be dismissed. Y'all are having a great time. Hallelujah. Children's Church can be dismissed. While they're being dismissed, before I get into the message, I do have a quick announcement video. Uh, Brother Steve, you got that ready, ready for him to share some exciting things that are happening here at Life. Brother Wilson and 
the Wilson family and everyone that's participated through the years. And uh, we're going to have an exciting time in both our 9.30 and our 11. And we also have evangelists that's been a part of our church, been a part of the Grove and uh, it, with us. And that's Brother Tim Green. He's going to be with us at both the 9.30 and 11 o'clock service. He's going to be preaching something different in each service. He said he feels something different for each service. But we are excited. Amen. Next Saturday, though, we're going to be having a church anniversary picnic. We decided, you know what, we want to make this fun and light and relaxing, so we're going to go out to the park, and we are going to provide the meat. The church is going to provide the meat at Bryant Commons Park, and you bring a side, a vegetable. But today when you leave, there's going to be a table you have to go around to get out. As you go around that table, please, on one side or the other, write down what sides you're going to bring so we know how many mashed potatoes we're going to have versus green beans and that way we, we just have a count. How many are planning on coming to the uh, picnic? I see a few hands on the right. How many are thinking about coming? You just found out about it so hey I got you got to give me a minute. I'm not, I'm not that committed. I got to process it. Anybody, anybody processing it right now? All right. All right, we're going to have a great time. The armor bearers are going to get there early, and they're going to fish. And if they catch enough, Brother Steve's going to serve up some freshwater sushi. <laughs> Joshua 24, if you would have turned with me there, no on the freshwater sushi. They may cook that, but Brother Steve will tell you, it has to be frozen one time to kill everything. Joshua 24. So Israel had been in bondage in Egypt. And God sent Moses to deliver, to deliver them out of Egypt. They went out and they spent 40 some odd years spinning circles in a wilderness. Some of you have been in a wilderness in your life. And then Joshua just an amazing leader to me because to be a great leader you have to be a great follower and Joshua is that great leader that was always behind the man of God and always followed Moses and then when it was transition time Joshua stepped in now Joshua has led he's getting old he's about to pass away and go receive his reward and he, he calls everybody together and he talks to them uh, about what the Lord's done for them in Joshua 24, 13. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor in cities which you built not. You dwell in them. Vineyards and oliveyards which you planted not do you eat. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, if it's too hard, if it's not something you want to do, if you'd rather be out in the world and you'd rather be out sinning, 
Joshua is really pretty clear. If it seems evil, a bad thing to serve the Lord, choose. Make a choice. Make a decision. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you dwell, either your generational curses or the carnal world in which you live in right now. But it's for me, Joshua says, in my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to preach the reaffirmation at Shechem. That's what this is, is a reaffirmation. The reaffirmation at Shechem. Would you lead us in prayer? God, oh God, who makes the impossible possible. You've delivered us, oh Lord God. And for that one that walked in the building today, Lord Jesus, that did not know, oh God, Lord, allow this word to be one that draws them out, Lord, delivers, and shows them, oh God, the way of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for this word that is about to come forth, that pastor is anointed to preach and our ears are open and attentive to hear. Oh God, just as Joshua was the minister or servant to Moses, let us all become the servants that we should be on this side. Lord, leaving behind those things of the world, oh God, in this world in which we live in, to serve the living and one true God. We ask it in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. While you're praying, while you're praying, the Laura family had to leave. They found their grandfather uh, unconscious. Please pray for him. Also pray for Sister Catherine Hutto, who was taken to the emergency room last night by ambulance and is in the hospital in serious pain. Also continue to pray for Sister Watts. Continue to pray for Brother Jay's dad. Continue to pray for Brother Rhodes' sister right now. Let's all call on the name of Jesus. And whatever your need is, whatever your need is. Father, we call on your name right now. As the body of Christ, we come in here one mind and one accord, unified with God in our prayer, asking that you go and minister in each one of these lives. God, you are the healer. You are the great physician. We know that you are able. We put our trust, our faith, our confidence in you, God. We know that you're able to dispatch angels in the hospital rooms, in the bedrooms, God, into the emergency rooms right now. And you are able to just step in and change entire situations, God. And you are able to bring hope to the hopeless, healing to those that are sick. God, you're able to bring, Lord, life, God, to them in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Amen and amen, amen. If you believe God just did something, why don't you shout? You can be seated in Jesus' name. The scripture declares today is the day of salvation. Right now is the acceptable time. Joshua in verse 14 declares a few things in chapter 24. And he says, first of all, fear the Lord. Then he tells us, serve Him. And then he says, not just serve Him, but serve Him in sincerity and also serve Him in truth. 
as we continue to read on down through that, he tells them, put away the strange gods. Put away the strange gods. And then ultimately he gets to the place that he says, hey, God's done so many things for you. God's done innumerable things for you. You need to make a choice. You need to make a decision. And that decision needs to be to serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord is evil or seems evil or seems too hard for you in this life that we live, then choose you this day who you're going to serve. Oh, hallelujah. I want to serve the Lord. Does anybody in here want to serve the Lord? Have you made your mind that I want to serve God? I want to serve God. I believe he was talking to an Israel who kind of lived like this up and down. They've made mistakes. They've fallen into bondage. They've fallen into idolatry at times. They've done different things. But ultimately, I believe right now at this point, they want to live for God. And, and Joshua brings a message reminding them of everything that the Lord has done for them. Are there times in our life we get so caught up in the future? that we fail to realize what God's done for us. We get so caught up in I want that we forget what He did. And, and, and we get so enamored and that can steal our faith when what we want doesn't happen when we want it. And we start to blame God not realizing all that God has done for us up to that time. You ever sacrifice for your kids, you know, it's birthday or Christmas and you like get them everything they want? I mean, your budget's good and everything's good. You just go, anybody know what I'm talking about? And you give them all that and they play with it for like a day or two. I'm talking about little ones and then they come in, I want something else. And you feel like, I just spent, I just worked overtime. I just spent weeks and you just threw that down like it's nothing and now you want something else. I wonder if God looks at us like that sometime. He just done all these miracles in our lives and all these things, and then we're like, God, I'm not happy again. I mean, I, I'm not saying anything about asking. We should ask. God, God loves us, but but how we ask and asking in expectancy and also asking while appreciating and realizing everything that He's done for us, but so often in this time that we live in it's so easy to be happy and excited because God has healed me and he did last year he healed me and then all of a sudden when he doesn't do something when I want him to do something I just walk around anybody know what I'm talking about amen amen many times we've lived in the blessings of God without blessing the God who gave us the ability to live. People can so easily reap where they have never sown. And Joshua steps in here at the end of his life after being the experienced follower and the experienced leader mentored under Moses and led Israel into the promised land. And after leading Israel into the promised land, he tells them, you are blessed. You are a blessed people. You are so blessed. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's so easy to get obsessive. 
in this generation, it's easy to get obsessive. I mean, I don't know how much money, we'll just use one for an example, that, that what is that, what's that brand? Kia puts into their marketing campaign. But they put a lot into that Kia Telluride. How many have seen the Telluride before? You're like, oh, I like that. Anybody like the Telluride? That's pretty sharp. And, and, and they put that thing on a billboard. And then on Facebook, I don't know how they figure it out, but they just know you're looking for a Telluride. Because every three pages you scroll, there's a Telluride. Nobody knows what I'm talking about there. You flip over to Twitter and there it is again. And you think, man, this must be the will of God. <laughs> Hold on a second. Sometimes we got to realize there's something called AI. AI's in the Bible. AI's in the Bible. <laughs> you better watch out for AI. We, we get obsessive and we get just honestly not in a can I just say it like it is not in a sexual way but in a lustful way lust doesn't relate just to say I know in 2023 there's a lot of it but but not just that but but things things and God has given us so many things and now all he wants other things and, and then he gives us more things and all we want more things. And, and, and we've got to get to the place, I think, sometimes we fast from things. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joshua reminds Israel. We need to sometimes be reminded ourselves. What is really carnal and what is really spiritual? Is it spiritual that I like how that Telluride looks? And I pass one every day and somebody pulls in beside me and that Telluride every day. And I pull my truck up beside that and I'm like, oh man, that thing looks good. And you know, it's got a third seat. When I go visit my grandbaby, everybody could get in that thing. And now, I, I'm using that as an example because you, you, if you know me, you know I like good gas mileage. And I drove two Priuses because I like 50 miles to the gallon. So I, I, don't, I don't think a Telluride is in my future. But I'm just an example. And, and, and it, sometimes we get caught up in the blessings we want that we forget the blessings we have. And, and, and Joshua is looking at Israel and reminding them of this. God gave you a land that you did not labor for. God gave you cities that you did not build and gardens that you didn't plant, you eat from. In other words, you are blessed and you are blessed by God. Can I tell you, there's some in this place right now 
and, and we need to realize before we go off on our next adventure, before we have our next investment, before we seek whatever our next entertainment and fun and whatever that is, is we, we like Israel should reaffirm how important God is in our life. How much He means to us and how we, much we appreciate Him for every single thing He has done for us. Every, when He saved me, when He filled me, when He delivered me, when He saved my health, when I came through my surgery, when I came through my heart attack, and I feel better now than I felt 10 years from now. I need before wanting something else, I need to give Him praise for He gives us miracles. He gives us blessings. He gives us peace. 
He gives us answered prayers. He gives us houses and cars. He gives us healings and he gives us gifts. And the, the list goes on and on and on and on. But what? And we think about this. What do we give him? Do we live in our life of faith upside down? What do you mean upside down, Pastor? I mean, I know I can never pay what God's done for me. The blood, I can never repay the fact He gave His blood on Calvary. He shed His blood on Calvary. I can't repay that. I will always be in debt. He paid the price. He paid the ransom. He purchased me. He bought me. But in our faith life, do you, I'm just asking, do you ever feel like God could send you a letter? I'm not talking about the blood. I'm talking about beyond the blood. I'm talking about where are you living now? I think this is where Israel was. And Joshua, before he left, before he exited, before he went to receive his reward, he was talking to Israel. And he was like, hey, I want to get your attention. God's done great things for you. Please, please hear me for just a moment. It's what Joshua was saying. Do you ever think, have you ever went to the mailbox and you got a letter from your bank and it wasn't in the same envelope? Nobody here knows what I'm talking about, right? It, it was a different color envelope. And whenever, you know, they send this in a, in a white envelope with a little blue and yellow. And, and, and then they send me my statement, a little white envelope, yellow and blue. And then they, you know, they send it. If they need something, they send it in this. But then sometimes it's like this plain envelope. And I open it up. And it says, you wrote a check. On insufficient funds. And what happens then is that if they, you didn't catch it quick, it'll really mess you up. Because then the next check you wrote after that, because you forgot the deposit or something, I don't know, something, nobody, I know y'all don't know what I'm talking about, right? But just, just us, we'll kind of talk, talk about ourselves a little bit. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like four of them. You get four letters the next day. And it's like, oh man, what's happening? And, and each one of them, you got to pay that money back. Plus, you got to pay like a $30 per check penalty before you know it. You're in a mess. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I wonder what the feeling's like when the envelope comes in the mail from God. Not the preacher. And it says insufficient funds. Living our life upside down is when I try to live on yesterday's faith. And God will honor yesterday's faith for a season. Anybody got what I'm talking He'll honor yesterday's faith. You've been faithful. You've served Him. You've done great things. You've prayed. You've fasted. You, you know, on that Daniel fast, you got so on fire. And, and God's going to honor that. And, and He has so much grace. And He'll give you this grace for a season. But then all of a sudden, there it does come a time. And it's like, what are you going to do now? You have, I haven't heard from you in two weeks. You haven't fasted since the Daniel fast. You, you, you haven't been to church in six 
you remember what God did for you? Or have you gotten caught up? Have you gotten caught up in the residue of what the Amorites left? What could be happening here? Not, not what goes on in this church. I mean, y'all love God. You praise God. You worship God. But, but maybe in their church they were coming in and, and Joshua had to, you know, they had to play the right song. You know. Are they singing that song? <laughs> Had to sing the right song. Had to have the right beat. If you were going to sing along, it had to be in your key. You know, you, you got to be pride to worship, pump to praise, perfect harmony to sing along. And Joshua, you better preach me happy. You better not come at me straight. I'll shut you down and go to the bathroom. Things about to change, right? Yeah. I'm getting out of here. Joshua is telling Israel, God is wanting something to go further, to go beyond, to move into a new dimension requires a new commitment. A deeper move of God requires a deeper, deeper level of devoutness. To go beyond, it can require a commitment that was beyond. Not what you did last year. Not living on what you did 10 years ago. Or how that when you came into the church 17 and a half years ago, you were on fire for God. You did everything. You cleaned the bathrooms, vacuumed the floor. You worked children's church. You taught Sunday school. You did all these things. What about right now? What about right now? And, and I believe what, what could have been happening. So, so uh, Joshua says in 14, Now therefore fear the Lord. I, I think he's preaching to them. And they're feeling this conviction. And, and he says, Fear the Lord. Serve Him in sincerity and truth. Put away the gods your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If you look at the specifics of this, the first thing he says is fear the Lord. Do you fear God? I want to ask you that. Do you fear God? Do you have a godly fear about you? Before you do something, do you think, do you ask, would God be pleased with this or not? And the way you know if you fear God is if it's questionable, you don't do it. But if you don't fear God and you have a question in your spirit and you are like, yeah, I'll just do it anyways, you don't have a fear of God. Right, right, right. I didn't get any amens on that. Where are my amens? <laughs> Proverbs tells us 10 verse 27, the fear of the Lord. The reverence of the Lord. The, the desire to serve the Lord. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Anybody want to live longer? Anybody want to live longer? So I guess everybody else. I said, does anyone 
shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. I fear God. I fear the Lord. When I make decisions that make them out of the fear of the Lord and the church needs to return. Young people, hear me. We need to get about us a fear and a reverence for the Lord of glory and not just him for his house. For the house of God. This is God's house. Friday and he, he was looking at everything and he was like looks like you used up one of your nine lives <laughs> and he was telling me basically how he would have done this bypass on me and I was like well I'm here Amen. and uh, he's like well you used one of them and uh, but the word of God says the fear of the Lord prolongeth days. What's that mean? That means in August I had a date. But I fear God. And he prolonged me. people here in Proverbs 10, those who fear the Lord and those who don't. It divides it straight down the middle. There's only two. Those who fear the Lord prolongeth days. Those who don't so here, here's me. And here's those who don't. I want to fear the Lord. 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 Oh, can somebody give him a hand of praise? I want to ever see him. Oh, God, I want to fear the Lord. I'm moving quickly, I promise. I, I'm getting ready. Sister Crutchfield, if you can get Joshua 23 says, Verse 14, this is the chapter before. Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Joshua's like, I'm about to go. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises that the Lord your God gave you has failed. I want you to think, not one. Not one has failed. And he says, every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Verse 15 says, but just as all the good things the Lord your God has promised you have come to you, so he will bring on you all the evil things he has threatened until the Lord your God has destroyed you from the good land that he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. And go and serve other gods and bow down to them. The Lord's anger will burn against you and you will quickly perish from the good land He has given you. So help me break this down. If I continue to fear Him, live for Him, and serve Him, 
these blessings he's blessed me with. He has blessed me with blessings. These blessings he's blessed me with will keep coming. This length of life, according to his will, will continue. And, and, and that's what he's telling Israel. He's like, hey, you, you've had promises on you. And man, God has been doing you, you have walked through life with an umbrella above you and all kinds of things falling all around you and they have not harmed you because the hand of God is over your life. And you've been able to live inside of those blessings and you've been able to serve Him inside of those blessings. And you, you, you're continuing to, to, to walk in that, and that's good because you follow His commandments, because you fear Him, because you serve for Him, serve Him, because you, you, you desire to do the will of God, and, and you desire to do something, whatever it is for God, and, and you keep fearing Him, and you keep moving forward in that, and you keep serving Him, and that's so important. But. If I get to thinking, I've worked hard for all this. I kind of did a good job. I worked 48 hours a week. Made this amount of money. I'll be able to do what I want to with it. Hard working man, right? Paid for this house. I bought these cars. I paid for that worthless health insurance. But I did it. As quick as I think that, that umbrella that's been above my life at any moment can come completely down. That angelic host that was surrounding me can surround me no more. Because I changed. And I changed my mind. It goes on to say in that in that scripture, it, it goes on to talk about. Let me find that, that scripture. It says, put away the gods. Serve the Lord in sincerity and in truth. We have to serve him sincerely and in truth. We'll move through that. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and serve the Lord. And then it says, choose you this day who you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. So Joshua is noticing something about Israel, about the congregation. And, and these two things are happening. They lost. Some of them have lost a fear of God. Then the next thing, some of them are battling with old things, generational curses that have been in their life, that have been through generation after generation, and God delivered them out of Egypt, not to carry the Egyptian curses with them into this promised land, but 
They start picking those things up when they get bored. They start picking those things up when they get around the wrong person. And they start playing with them again. And before you know it, they lust after those old things. And in their mind, they want to go back to those old things that God has delivered them from. Church, there's sometimes God has delivered us from some things and it's so easy to get here and to get to a place in serving Him that you think perhaps you did some of this and yeah, but I was faithful and yeah, but I did it and that's good, that's great. But guess what? The only reason I'm here is because of Jesus. The only reason I'm here is because of Jesus. I didn't have the willpower, the tenacity, the strength or any of that. It took a move of the Holy Ghost save me. It took the Spirit of God to give me the power. I didn't have the power to serve Him by myself. But when you get weak, it's easy to desire those old things. It's easier to look at those things you gave up and say, were they really that bad? Was it really that wrong? And then he doesn't stop there. He talks about those old things. And then he says, Or the gods of the Amorites in the land that you now dwell. So we got the old stuff we were delivered from. Brother Duvall, we got this new stuff. This generation. We got AI. I'll preach a message about AI. It's in the Bible. <laughs> and we, we got all this new stuff flooding our minds with, with a new kind of lust, a new level of lust, a new level of sin. Things that perhaps Egypt didn't even know about. The Amorites are playing with this stuff. And they're living around us. And if we're not careful, as, as they're living around us, we can so easily allow those little G OBS to consume our minds and our spirits and turn us. And we've got to make our mind up. And that's what Joshua was saying. Hey, as for me and my house, we made the decision and we're staking this claim. We made our mind up and it shall not be changed. And Israel, I want you to look this day at all the Lord has done for you and all he's brought you through and all that he's delivered you from and how he saved you and heals you and fills you and did a work among your lives and did a work in you. I want you to look at that, Israel. I want you to look at every little miracle God has done along the way. Every job he's given you. Every paycheck he's given you. Every time you had no money and didn't know where it was going to come from. And it came anyway. Every time you were sick and God touched you. I want you to look at that. And I want you to realize this one day the Lord did that. And don't allow the old things. Don't allow Egypt to creep back up in your life and think that you can intermix what you used to be and what you are and still have the blessings of God. Nor can you mix what's going on today with your faith and think God's okay with it. He's not. You got to put away the strange gods. 
watching that video and that brainwashing mess comes on, that's the only way I can say it. And it's all, you can't watch anything hardly today without it. You can't watch anything without it. There, there, there is a, a media-driven spirit that is in this world that is trying to convince everybody that wrong is right and right is wrong.
God's done for us not to look back and not to look ahead and around us, but to serve Him with each and every bit of passion that we have, to fear Him with reverence and holiness, uh, and, and, and to live a life that allows God, that allows His convictions from His Word and from His Spirit to saturate our souls and to lead us and guide us into all truths. God, I want it.
done so many things for us. I'm thankful that I serve to God like that. I, I want to ask you. We have to have it to go to work. 
and on your job you have to have email and on your job you have to have the internet you most likely have to have a cell phone and you have to have all this stuff and, 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 and while there's good things that happen and, you know we do promotions that promote church and promote the house of God but in the same token all of a sudden an ad pops up and it is vile sin vile sin and our kids are looking at things we never would have looked at. And I feel for this generation. I've had people the last week, I had two people that I talked to that pulled out their phones and they had flip phones. And I almost laughed. I almost did what she did. And then I thought, and, and I thought maybe they're, you know, they're, they're older than me, so. And then I was sitting up here thinking, or maybe they got victory over something that most people don't. So they were trying to put my phone number in, and I was like, man, that is taking you forever. <laughs> but we have our own giants. We need to realize as a church, hear me, we need to realize as a church, our young people, our sons and daughters, and even our families that are in church that may be older than us, are fight, may not be fighting Egypt. We preach about Egypt because that's what we were delivered from. But now we're living in the promised land. And they're fighting the gods of the Amorites. It's not necessarily generational curses. It's this whole new ugly lust and perversion. This weighing and dragging and, and, and trying to pull them into its awful hole that they need to be delivered from. And we, as elders in the church, as parents, hear me, hear me for a second. We need to get to where we're comfortable having some conversations. I've not been comfortable having those conversations. But sometimes, with children, you've got to train them up the way they should go. And you've got to talk to them about questions, and you'll learn how much they probably know more than you do. And we've got to help them, not cast them to the side. We've got to have conversations that will help them make the right choices and the right decisions. Because some of them don't have the ability in 2023 to do what we did 20 years ago. And that is just walk up with a pack of cigarettes and twist it and throw it in the trash can. And, or go get rid of a bunch of magazines. Or go get rid of whatever you had to get rid of. Uh, they don't have that convenience. So we've got to empower them. And we've got to have conversations with them. And we've got to teach what's right and what's wrong in a godly, holy, 
non-attacking, but loving way. Can I get an amen? Amen. Somebody's got to rescue me from behind this pulpit. God is good. I believe that message uh, was ordained of the Lord. If it wasn't to you, it was to me. And I want to make my mind up as for me and my house. We are going to serve the Lord. I want you to be excited about next week. We're going to have two services. I want you to be excited about next weekend. How many is coming out to the picnic? I'll give you a little more time to think about it. All right, so go ahead and throw that hand up and leave it up. If you're coming to the picnic next Saturday, one, two, three, four. All right, so I'm going to get enough meat for about 23 people, right? And uh, it, 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 make sure and sign up on the way out. Brother Munden, thank you. That video was awesome, brother. You did great. Give Brother Munden a hand. Alright, 
And for all of those, we do have rooms still available. I think I have three more rooms available for the Carowinds trip on the 14th of April through the 15th. Alright? We have three rooms still available. The rooms after taxes were $108.78. I say again, $108.78. If you haven't been watching the news, we're in the middle of a consumer price index boom where everything's going up. That's not a good thing, right? But we got y'all 2,002 prices for the hotel room up in Carowinds. And $25 to get in to one of the best amusement parks. You can't beat that. So we got three more rooms. If you want to go, just go ahead and drop a $50 deposit, put it on your little tithe envelope, all right, and put Carowinds, right? Or Life Family Trip, and we'll go ahead and add you to the list. Later on, I will need the, um, the numbers, how many is going in your group, so we can purchase the tickets also. But the full payment will be, be needed on the, I think two weeks before, I can't remember what day it is, whatever day is the closest to the first of April, that's when we'll need the full payment, okay? All right, well, praise the Lord, and that is it. Next week, we got two services. What time? 9.30 and 1100, right? I mean, 11 a.m. <laughs> I've been retired eight years, and I said, when you've done something forever, it's like hard to get, you know, sometimes the Lord has to take time for the Lord work things out. <laughs> All right, well, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for the word that you have delivered today, Lord. We want to pray, Lord, for the Ibarra family, Lord, as they have gone, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, to check on Sister Ibarra's um, grandfather. We pray, Lord, for Luis Ramirez, Lord, that you would, Lord, extend his life, Lord. We pray, Lord, today, Lord, a Hezekiah prayer, Lord, that you would expand and extend it, Lord, the quality, Lord Jesus. That you would let him, Lord, see your glory, Lord, hallelujah, coming down through the heavens, Lord Jesus. That you would extend his life and give him an opportunity, Lord Jesus. We don't know him, Lord Jesus, but you do, Lord. And we pray, Lord, hallelujah, for you to work the miraculous, Lord, to show yourself faithful, Lord, in all that you do. We also pray, Lord, hallelujah, for this offering as we give back today, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you would touch us, anoint us, bless our wallets, bless our homes. As we give cheerfully, in Jesus' name, and the congregation agreed by saying, Amen. Amen. God bless, go with God, come on, give your offering, and give a fist bump to a brother or sister before you leave. God bless. Hey, everybody, also, I want to let everybody know about next week's service. Take that video. Sister Fowler's been doing a great job of doing our media through Instagram, through Twitter, through Facebook, and through whatever other methods there are but if you're you're on social media take that video click share and share with somebody we've got a whole new service people need to know about it thank you god bless <laughs>